everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths and Dustin joins us. Hi, Dustin. Hey, Bren, how you doing? Great, thank you. Hey, you know, a lot of people have been watching what's been going on in British Columbia over the last month and a half. And, you know, uh, there you have the Lower Mainland cut off from the rest of Canada because of the weird and crazy and wacky weather that they had. And it really did kind of affect our supply chain woes a little bit. But uh, do you want to go down that road today and talk about that? Yeah, well, it, you know, what happened in BC just... just uh you know, put, put kind of another rock on the pile. Um, th- this has been happening, uh, for, for, uh, the better part of two years now, right. Where you've got, uh, clogged ports, uh, you got r- rail cars sitting in yards that can't get, uh, shipped, uh, in, in certain sector you, you've got empty store shelves from time to time. Um, and then this is all, uh, it, well, there's a couple factors at work, right. Um, the, the politicians will will blame the pandemic, but the the pandemic was it was just sort of the the straw that broke the camel's back. I think some of these uh, supply chain woes have been building for for the better part of a decade, and and it's uh, it's one of the one of the downfalls when you uh, you know put the world on a just in time inventory system. Um, how, how the t- typically how the world uh, economy has functioned is when, when somebody needs something, um, nobody keeps things in inventory anymore. Right. It, it's sort of it's coming uh, from all somewhere on de- all on delivery schedule. Oh, right? yeah. It's either at sea or in the air or, or uh, on a train. And uh, it, it, it really does run like clockwork when it runs. But of course you throw COVID in and, one one widget factory in China shut down for six weeks can set a, off a chain reaction, um, you know, which which, which uh, can can you know Im- impact uh, a, a hair salon in uh, in Drake Valley, for sure. example. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, you know, can't can't get that little that little fluid that sanitizes the, the combs and brushes, bar, barbasol, barbasol, or whatever then, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just read somewhere that at, at one point last year there was a there was a backlog and a shortage of getting that stuff. So barbasol. Um, yeah, bar, barbicide, I think it's called. Oh, anyhow, but, but the other thing though here, I guess if there's one thing to learn, it's the fact that so really the Coca-Cola shuts down the way it shut down. And all of a sudden, that and a few rail lines go down, and this country's in a mess. One one major rail roadway, which should be a wake up call, should it not be? Yeah, that and you know, for for good reason, we've been exporting our our manufacturing to China, and that's that's so we can make goods more affordable for uh, everybody in you know North America and Europe and and the rest of Asia. Um, but when you start exporting your your inflation to China in the form of manufacturing, you you then become reliant on uh, China. You know, ninety ninety five percent of the world's uh, uh, major appliances are are built within a you know I think it's a, a hundred mile radius in a certain area of China. Yeah, I mean, we we've done this to ourselves, right? Or or, or corporate corporate America and corporate Canada have have done this to to the the population in the name of profits, and and rightly so. Everyone wants to to max out what they're making, um, but from what I've seen, uh, you know, when you look at sixty or seventy uh, freighters docked off uh, the the coast of Long Beach, California, uh, and that's with 
you know, dock workers unloading them 24 seven. Um, they just can't keep up. So what we saw with COVID is we saw a huge uh, influx of people sitting at home with nothing to do and ordering goods they, they may or may not need uh, online uh, to be shipped. And then uh, these factories having to shut because they've had, you know, COVID outbreaks. So you, you have, uh, you know, the, the perfect storm in, in the supply chain to, to cause, uh, you know, the, these headaches. And I'll, I'll just uh, inform people to get used to it because one, once you, you fall behind, uh, unless people stop ordering things, which is not likely to happen, we've right. got a growing population with growing wealth and uh, they want goods and services. Hey, and hey, so I, I got to tell you, and because we're talking about Asia, I keep hearing about semiconductors. I don't know if I really understand what's going on there with this. All I know is that it's playing a huge role in, in how we produce some of our product over here, because if we don't get the semiconductors over here from over there, we don't get it done over here, but I'm still a little vague on all of that. Is this a road you want to go down? Can we talk about that? Well, a semiconductor quite simply is just, you know, the, the chips that, uh, you know, power everything in our electronic age, right? Uh, whether, whether you're talking about cars or whether you're talking about kids' toys or, or, or what have you, um, they, they all contain these semiconductors now. And uh, when, when, you know, a couple of key, key plants go down in, in Asia because of the just-in-time system, they... Uh, they, they can't get back on track. Right. So you have, you have companies like Ford with, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand trucks sitting in a yard, uh, out in Detroit somewhere or in Kansas, uh, outside of their, their plants waiting for these fully assembled, waiting for these chips to be installed so they can deliver them to the, the dealer network. Um, and that's just one example. But, um, when, when I look at the, uh, the, the supply chain worldwide, it, it is, extremely efficient. It's very complex. And when something goes wrong, it's not easily fixable. And of course, one of the, one of the bottlenecks occurred when that, when that tanker went sideways in, in the Red Sea, yes. right? Yeah. We saw how easily the, the, uh, the supply chain can get disconnected. So you have these things that happen and then, you know, Southern BC with the floods, um, we're, we're, we're in a very precarious uh, predicament when we, uh, you know, rely on a, a just-in-time system, which literally uh, relies on goods being delivered sometimes within the hour. The, the, the efficiencies of these delivery systems are, are quite remarkable. Um, and when it gets uh, upended, uh, well, you can just think about the, the amount of components um, that go into a car or an airplane. Um, you know, you're talking about thousands and thousands of components, um, and, and multiply that by the thousands of different products worldwide. Uh, you might have something as simple as, um, well, I, I always like to think of the economy in, in terms of the components of, uh, just, uh, your average, you know, go, go to, uh, Denny's and, and order breakfast. Well, think about where the components of that breakfast come from. Right. Um, it, it's worldwide. You've got uh, orange juice from Florida. You got eggs from a, a, a poultry producer, you know, probably local. Uh, your breads may be shipped in from somewhere else. The pepper, the spices come from an, another country. Uh, 
So it, it's, uh, and, and that's just breakfast. Try putting together, you know, a 767 Dreamliner in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, when you're, you're, you're relying on components to come from, uh, all over the world, literally at different times for, for in, in the manufacturing process. And this, this is going to create a little bit of headaches, I think for the, for the foreseeable future. And I'm, I'm talking a, a couple more years yet until they get this sorted out because it's not an easy problem to fix. The other thing too, and, and I've really noticed it. I'll use Edmonton as an example. Cargo, air cargo is absolutely surged. We can talk about that maybe in another episode in another month or whatever, but but it also just reminds that that things are coming into various locations, not only by by rail, by uh, sea, but the amount of air traffic that is up there with air cargo is astounding. Yeah, and, and part of that is because people have expectations that – uh, you know, no one wants to wait, wait a, a week for their widget anymore. Yeah. They want it tomorrow. Right. And, and that's the company's own fault. You've got companies like Amazon promising, uh, you know, same day delivery in, in some cases. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a local company in town here who I think has done a fantastic job, uh, United Cycle, um, that, that if you, if you order on their website, I was on their website just the other day and, uh, if, if you order by, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, cer- certain products that they, they will have it, uh, in the store waiting for you within a couple hours. Wow. So for pickup and then I think you can get uh, next day delivery. So it's not just, uh, the large companies like Amazon that have had to adjust, but it's local retailers that are adjusting to the, uh, the new, uh, which, which I think is here to stay, the new way of doing business. This is our third episode of 2022, and it's the third time you've mentioned widgets, so I've got to remind you when I get together with you soon to uh, make sure that we buy more widgets. So uh, yeah. anyway, that's about <laughs> that. Uh, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, by email is uh, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. And don't forget the website, which you can also check out as researchcapital.com. Thanks for your time today, Dustin. Thanks, Bryn. All right, that's it for Making Sense. Thanks for tuning in and have yourself a great day. 